0: Hey everybody, it's Scooter. I just want to, you know if, there, if you uh, have any extra money and you want to support uh, the victims in Beirut or Paris, uh, you know, contact the International Red Cross, or you can look in the show notes. I'll have a link to some places. And if you're particularly affected by these past events or any events, please uh, contact a crisis crisis center uh, either call in or there's even a text number. And I'll be sure to include those in the show notes because I, I want you to take good care of yourself even if you're not sure you know call and say hey I'm not I'm not feeling so great uh, you know I'm a little freaked out or a little down or whatever it is you know reach out and and, and talk to someone someone that's there waiting for you to get a hold of them and they want to help and, and they're trained to help you uh, so, so so those are two things and then this episode coming up here after I'm done with this little this spiel. Is, uh, is a, I guess, kind of a prequel to our holiday series. This is a repeat from last holiday. And this was a kind of character that came out of the blue, not a character I thought out at a time where I said, oh, that would be interesting. This is a character that came straight out of the story swamp and blew me away, and then Santa Claus said some stuff. And, and again, it just came out of the story swamp. I said, wait, Santa, you're going to do what in a- and so this will have uh, impact for our next uh, few Thursdays. But this is an episode that started out really, uh, this might be one you listen to in a couple of parts because it really uh, takes a little while. It's, it's, it unfolds, I listened to it recently, and I said, when Jesus unfolds in uh, meandering stages, they say, geez, what kind of rocket is that? It's kind of twisty. You think that's going to shoot into space? Well, that's a Meander 12 uh, rocket. A scooter designed it. It, it meanders it doesn't it, it may get into space because it has a few helium inflation stages and then you know it's so, so but yeah, it's a meander you know it goes we don't goes we don't know where but scooter says he hopes it goes to space that's a meander you know he, so that's kind of the podcast I don't even know what that point was attached to but i am excited to share this episode with you. And we'll have new material back uh, next week. I just heard from Chris Posty Posterson literally m- minutes ago that he's done working on it. This is going to be his first episode. Our little Chrissy Poo is working on, it, working on it for us, so I'm so excited. And it was about, Let's get on to this show, all right? And thanks for being here. And you know what you, the other thing you could do is make sure you subscribe to the show. That way it comes right to you, whether it's in iTunes, Stitcher, Overcast, Pocket Cast, you know, Dog Catcher, Podcatcher, any of those apps. Make sure you're subscribed, and if you have a chance to review us, go to Sleep With Me slash iTunes. Thanks. Hey, you up all night tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble falling asleep. Well, welcome. I do believe you're in the right place. This is Sleep With Me. The podcast that's here to put you to sleep. We do it with a bedtime story. Tonight it's uh, just bedtime story city or bedtime story township if you're in New Jersey. And uh, all you need to do is get in bed, turn out the lights and press play. We're going to do the rest. What do you mean by the word rest? How does this podcast work? Well, we're going to create a safe place where you can set aside any racing thoughts, worried thoughts, running, you know, brain racing situations, BRSs, is that brain racing situation? Yeah, BRSs, uh, you know, any any stuff that's like that, you're going to be able to set it aside. You're just going to listen to my voice. I'm going to tell you a tale, and since it's the holiday season, just pretend I'm the non-creepy elf of Dollville, and I was in an early uh, Christmas present that was dropped off by um, uh, some some... Some patriarchal uh, non-Santa type guy, and so uh, you know I'm I'm here. I'm just talking to get you through this season because I know the tossing and turning does not mix with the, the all the junk that's got to get done and all that stuff. So I'm just gonna talk. You just listen. You know, gotta you don't gotta pay me any mind. I'm here on Santa's dime, man, and I'm just chatting. I'm one of those elves. I got a nice like uh, I got one of those white turtleneck sweaters on green overalls, sit with my legs crossed, and the um, the, 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 the polite crossing why my hands are over my knees, and I'm just like, you know, I got a little cocoa action going, and you're just going to listen to my voice, I'm going to chit-chat, chit-chat you up, and it's not going to really go anywhere, and you just doze off whenever you feel like it, basically, all right, I'm glad you're here. I hope this podcast helps you fall asleep. That's what we do here. If it's your first time here, yeah, this is uh, uh, Oddville. uh You know, you got elves talking to you. It's not even officially, not even an elf on the shelf. This is elf off the shelf. Uh, you know, elf on elf in an uncomfortable chair because I need to be alert to chat you down to sleep. Speaking of elves, uh, if you need to find us on the web, we're at sleepwithmepodcast.com. You can get a hold of me on Twitter, at Dearest Scooter. I try to post or retweet sleep-related articles there. Sleep uh, was at Facebook. We're on Facebook. That's where I post the bloopers. And if you guys, you know, you should check it out because I just humiliated myself singing a version of uh, that George Michael hit last Christmas. Uh, That was really embarrassing. So you got that to look forward to. Don't listen to it at bedtime, and maybe don't listen to it if you if you still have any respect for me at all. But you know, then you, if you feel superior to me because I'm embarrassed, that's probably a good thing, because then you can be more relaxed. A little little uh, uh, inverse psychology, as we call it in the uh, made up psychology business, that I practice over at uh, Psycho. Uh, what is it? Pseudo Psych. That's my new podcast, Pseudo Psych Cast. The Pseudo Psychology Podcast soon to be sued and shut down. Oh, actually, uh, that already happened. Anyway, uh, what was I saying? Uh, Internet, just get a hold of me any way you wish. Love to hear from you. If you have a chance and you're filled with holiday cheer, and you or filled with holiday buzz, and you're in a good mood, if you can leave us a review on iTunes, it'd be great. Uh, If you're filled with like the grouch grouchitude. Don't worry about it. Do it another time. Um, But yeah, that'd be great. I'm glad you're here, and I hope I help you fall asleep. Thank yous. It's time to thank people. Sorry, I didn't thank anybody on Tuesday, but I was, you know, uh, like I was doing that time travel thing, it didn't work out, but it's actually Tuesday now. I figure this time I'll make sure I get the thank yous done on Tuesday instead of waiting until Wednesday Whatever, these boring details. I got to thank Chris Posty Posterson, Posty Poo, who does our music. Sir Scott, or uh, uh, Super Scott and Jennifer, uh, in charge of our podcast, Icons, full of purpleness and wonder. Lord and Lady of the podcast, they're uh, you know making sure the uh, hamlets in Pennsylvania are full of uh, popcorn chicken. Uh, well, actually, I don't know. the so, Lord, if you're listening, lady, let me know what happens with food trucks in the in the east and northeast during the winter. Where, where, store, boring details, too. Storage, um, you know, anything, any details. I'm just thinking about that. Uh, but um, what else? Who else am I going to thank? Oh, uh, I, I just I forgot. I got home from work today, and I hear this strange noise. Of course, I feared for uh you know the the the, the, the you know I, I don't know what I, I was actually not afraid. I was like, what is that? that sounds like the ticker tape you know it kind of sounds like it doesn't sound like a print it sounds like magic i mean magic and printing Ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba, you know that kind of stuff I don't know if it operates on um some sort of uh m- mythical whatever that thing's called, the uh, dots and the dashes, Morse code. I don't know. I don't have no idea. But the thing spits this thing out. And, you know, let's it not... Uh, ticker tape only has worked. This is the third time that I can remember it working. There might have been other times. But sometimes, you know, last couple weeks ago, Chris W. asked to be the uh, jazz singer of the podcast. I said, well, how about this be the silver tone? Which, you know, is pretty cool. It, but the, it can't always. I I think this is like a sleeper hit for the. So it the, I, it was weird because I was talking to these guys today on Twitter, uh, from Australia. Wonderful couple gentlemen, Harrison E, and Tom M, and they're comedians. I probably should say their whole names, but I don't know. I you know, they might also be. But so they're comedians, and also these guys have got a bunch of. St- I mean. They're, they're, these these are a couple of young men to watch across the world, not just Australia. Swedes. <laughs> I don't know why. Um, but uh, Harrison has a, a podcast called That Comedy Podcast. He was interviewing Tom, who I think is like an OG listener, who introduced Harrison to the podcast. This will be in the show notes, so don't worry about writing any of this down, uh, unless you're in Australia. <laughs> then... I don't know, maybe, but anyway, the guys. First of all, I got to thank Tom for thinking of the podcast and thinking of Harrison, saying, "Hey, Harrison, I know we're working on Tom introduced. They were talking about the podcast. Now that I found out somehow on Facebook, I don't know, alerted me that these that my the podcast came up. And to be honest with you guys, I was a little nervous. Uh, like, oh God, somebody's talking about the podcast. Can't be good. <laughs> As uh, is, is usually my, uh, and I said, okay, buddy, let's uh, not go into fight mode, okay? Right away, we're not going to get the next flight to Australia, and find these guys, and you know, don't don't do. It. So that cost me about four thousand dollars. So I changed my mind, but so I'm waiting for that refund. But I said, you know, let's just why why are you gotta be so crazy? So it ends up these guys are great, and they you know podcast helps them out. They do a little uh, what do you call it, uh, impression of me. Excellent and um what was my point this uh oh so the the freaking ticker tape loves these guys too, so I'll have all the show notes uh about that comedy podcast they are full names uh I don't know why that would be let but but you know then you can if you're i know we got a good amount of Australian listeners, including that guy that hates me, but he probably doesn't listen anymore and so the ticker tape says. Uh, blah blah blah. These these guys, they're the Funder from Down Under. Now again, sleeper could be a sleeper hit. Funder, F-U-N-D-E-R. Like they're funny. I think it's like they're fun. Funder from Down Under. I don't know. I'm not the I'm not the ticker tape machine. I'm not made of brass, and other whirly things with glass dome. If I was, I'd feel pretty good about myself. So that's good news, maybe. I think it's a sleeper hit nickname. You know, it's not as flashy as Lord and the Lady or the Deferenestrator or the Silvertone. But Thunder from Down Under could um, be—it's a little close to underwear, but I don't know. They might not call it that in Australia anyway. And who says underwear anymore anyway? It's not like they're the fannies from Pantyville or something. Panties from Panties because they're not from any place like they unless they're, i don't know if one of them is from like a town that rhymes with panty. <laughs> I don't know, I'm off track and I'm saying panty repeatedly in a bedtime podcast. Sorry. But so that's a funder from down under. So thank you guys for being so kind. And I'm glad the podcast is helping you guys sleep and I hope the best for your careers at game design and comedy and storytelling whatever else, you know. Really keep me up to date. And to be honest, it was a really funny podcast, so give it a listen. Uh, I'll post it in the show notes. Okay, what else? Uh, we are not amused. No, we are most amused on Reddit. I want to thank you for talking about the podcast. Babs for the playlists. Babs has got some good sleepy time playlists I'm going to share. Caitlin S., I want to thank you for sharing about the podcast. Pop Ow, Josh, I think. Uh, th- uh, thank you for saying hi, uh, Lodeca. The 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 dress, maybe a dispensary, in an old double decker bus. Lode- uh, thank you for the shout out to Amy Polar. I want to say a happy belated birthday to Stella. It's Tuesday now. I think Stella's birthday was Monday. Um, and by the time you hear it'll be Thursday, so it'll be wicked belated now. So happy birthday, Stella. Connie, yes, I want to say hi to you, and Angela. Thank you for your email, and everyone else. You know the usual people. You, you know you're appreciated. You are appreciated. So that's it. Uh, let's get on with the show. What do you say? All right, well, it's uh, Christmas time, right? And I never. I well, I guess I gotta put this out here. I never thought this podcast would become a, a bastion of uh, investigative journalism because, you know, journalism takes facts and hard work and things but if, I guess this, I didn't think this would become a bastion of amateur journalism of Christmas rumor and innuendo like it became last week but it turns out once you start airing Christmas dirty laundry um, or, or start trying to, well, I don't know There's I don't, there's something there I can't figure out what it would be but Once you start dealing in Christmas dirty laundry, people start showing up with their dirty laundry for you to air, I guess, or your Christmas innuendos. And since this is a sleep podcast, I mean, it's like there's no no place for revelations on a sleep podcast if they're going to be shocking. But this is not – this is one of those revelations that if if there's a revelation in there – It'll be like, like oh boy, this guy's still talking. That's going to be the main revelation. And w- what is this guy talking about? Oh, revelation, nothing. Um, but anyway, we, we do have breaking, uh, well, not breaking, um, I got some Christmas, more Christmas stuff. And it, it just deals in a lot of the history of Christmas. Last week we talked about this terrible time the uh, decorations had with each other. And I thought that was it. I thought to myself, uh, buddy, that's it. Oh, man, I'm exhausted with this Christmas. I don't want to take sides. And I don't want to know anymore. I just want my Christmas dreams to come true because all I want for Christmas is my little maiden boo. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Sorry, I'm not Mariah Carey. But uh, so a uh, couple nights ago, there's a trip to the transverse with this nutcracker. That was a, that guy. Interesting stuff. Vaguely, the trips to the transverse have not been directly related to Christmas, but I heard about this on un, this unlaunched Christmas special there, and I was trying to pin down what it was. If it was uh, like if it was involved in the Sony Leak, when's it going to be released? Is it going to be released on Earth, the Earth that we know, like universe? I don't know like in the DC comics they have like Earth 1 and Earth 2 or something. I don't know which earth we're technically in because I just looked at the covers of those ones cuz I have well anyway I was snagging in comic books. Um so whatever there's this Christmas thing supposed to come out this special. It ends up uh, I'm working still at the thing. This is not a transverse episode, but I get word that uh it's this Christmas special's not coming out. And I'm like, well, the thing is, like, why? And they said, well, it's cover-up. You know, people put put the kibosh on it. And I said, what is that kibosh? Is that an offensive word? What does that mean? And they said, "Uh, listen, man, we're trying to tell you some secretive information. That's why we're hiding in a bush. And I said, oh, yeah, I thought that was strange. But so many things strange happened to me that I just was going with it. I said, okay, tell me what's going on at this Christmas special. said, so, well, you remember, you know, you were trying to find out about it. I said, yeah, I want to know. I, I like Christmas specials. I like new ones, possibly, if they're going to be good. If they're going to suck, you know, no thanks. But, uh, you know, it sounded, I can't remember what the plot was uh, because no one would tell me. They said non-disclosure. And, I, you know, I didn't want to, um, you know, get anybody any trouble or ruin their careers. Because, you know, one day I dream of, you know, leaking that kind of information myself. And they they say, okay, well, we got, we're going to tell you all about it. And uh, they said, uh, take this chip and eat it because it's a Christmas chip. It was like a pe- potato chip, peppermint bark. And I said, this is great, man. Where can I get some of these? He said, nowhere. So I said, well, anyway, back to this special. Tell me about this Christmas special. So I'm gonna tell you guys what they told me, and you're not gonna be- like you're not gonna believe any of it because it's it's wild. It, it talks about the whole uh, kind of undoes. It, it, it takes everything I thought I knew about Christmas, flips it on its head, and then flips it back. So don't worry about missing anything because it, it'll be the same. Maybe it was when you started. Maybe, I don't know. And maybe you should pay, maybe, maybe just listen with part 0.5 of one year. So 20, 20%, But so it turns out, um, this is like this, 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 the name of the story, the name of the special was, uh, well, the name of the special originally was science versus Santa. And the, and I said, well, no wonder that's boring. And it just sounds like something like a segment on Fox News or on The Daily Show. And they said, right. And I was like, I remember picking up a copy of a book um, not reading it called, like, The Physics of Christmas. And uh, I wish I had read it now. And I said, does that, I said, does that have anything to do with that book? And they said, no, no, no. And I was like, okay, well, uh, tell me more about the science versus Santa And it ends up technically, it should have been called Scientist versus Santa or a Scientist versus Santa or, or, no, no, Scientists versus Santa. So hold on to your um, uh, reindeer ears because, so it ends up, uh, and again, I don't want to trample on anybody's beliefs, but we all know kids, if there's any kids listening, you need to listen to the whole episode. But you shouldn't be listening anyway because I was I was saying some bad words, and don't do not listen to the bloopers if you're a kid. Um, anyway, uh, so okay, that's it. You, you should know better going forward from this point. But um, most of us believe that there's no Santa Claus, right? And that most presents, if you're lucky enough to get presents, because you have parents. But if you're a child, like people maintain the illusion of Santa, a lot of people, and they say you go out and you buy presents and you say, oh, yeah, Santa left you these presents. And that's the way a lot of people are raised here in the States. I don't know about – I'd love to hear from around the world listeners of uh, what what's your Santa range? Like when did you do it? Dude, but did you guys have, a, a you know, westernized Santa, Americanized Santa? I don't know. I'm ignorant. What can I say? When did you stop believing them? Whatever. So we, we that, well, that's something that I think we can agree on is that according to modern, what we know right now is uh, is that there was no such thing as Santa Claus and that it was just like some rumor, but something to do with the Druids or the Christians or um, Earth Mothers or something. And then it was like the beard and then something about there was like a Barlogs and Battle Snickles and Krampuses and and uh, other guys related that worked with Santa, depending on if you were in Germany, or Norway or wherever. But you know myths basically, and it'd be like, okay, well, you know we're going to use this myth to control the behavior of the children. That's what they've been telling us, right? Now, like I said, hold on to your reindeer ears because it turns out there really was a Santa Claus. And there was, up until the 1950s, there was a freaking Santa Claus. And I'm not, again, like I said, this, I didn't plan on this becoming an investigative podcast. But up until the 1950s, there was a Santa Claus. And I don't understand, like, of course, they said, you know, as children got older, they said, okay, yeah, yeah, like, Santa, like, people did help Santa Claus. Again, the details are hazy, but that's what I'm telling you. Revelation City. It's not a big deal, uh, but there was a Santa Claus, and um, I know you're at probably asking yourself, "What? Well, wait, wait a minute! What the heck are you talking about? Or what's wrong with you? Or what?" But up until so, whatever they said, like I figured. Now I believed in Santa way too long than most people, and I remember even finding toys, and then being like, "Oh yeah, no, I still believe in Santa," and I did. And so this is good news for me. Can I, well, I was like, okay, there, so there really was a Santa Claus. Well, why, why, why didn't I get a Santa Claus? Wait, you're telling me in the 1950s they gave Santa the heave-ho? And it, so turns out, yeah. So what happened was, so at some point in history, I don't know when Santa started because that, that's a whole other special, like the history of Santa before science or before scientists. And remember the proper title is scientists not science okay um but so there was a, a real santa claus so let's just go on that we could agree that up until about 5 minutes ago there was no such thing as santa claus now can we also agree that there was up until 1950 a santa claus right right it might not make a lot of sense right now because we don't have all the details We don't have, like, freaking um, Joseph Campbell here to explain, like, the reality and the power of myth combined. And we can't go down to the caves in France and look and say, okay, here, this makes a lot more sense. There really was a Santa, but it was you know, we don't have that. And we don't have anyone of uh, moderate intelligence that has a podcast, sleep podcast, to make it make more sense. So let's just agree on that, okay? 1950s, up until then, there was a Santa Claus, all right? So what happened? Okay, that's the next thing. So it ends up in the 1950s. Get Santa, got him in the North Pole, doing his thing, happy as a friggin' clam. Who could be happier? He flies around, works all year, works his ass off with him and his elves, Mrs. Claus. That all is true, okay? North Pole stuff is true. This Santa, he's bringing presence to the world. He's bringing joy to the world. You know, whatever the myth of the nation he's in, he's reinforcing those myths. He's like, it's like a self-perpetuating myth in some sense, but in a very real way. And, uh, you know, I don't understand the transfer of power. Is there one Santa or is there more than one? Don't know. But what you get into is, okay, if that is true, there was a Santa... And, you know, he's, he was around for a while and he's bringing presents to the world. How's he doing it? Because that science book, that physics book I was, talking about, I was talking about, I think explained it in the modern day sense. But this is the 1950s. Like, I think pretty sure, Um, I don't even know when the Internet started, but I think they barely even had TV in the 1950s. I'm not sure, though, so I'm not trying to offend anybody, but I don't think they had any um, solid state, anything, like, I don't know, but, so, how was Santa, if there was no, you know, in the answer, which no one wants to say, and this is part of the cover-up is, magic would be your answer, now you could look at it from a scientific perspective, a spiritual perspective, or a neutral perspective, or an un- open minded perspective, but this guy, this man in a red suit with his uh, elves, elven helpers, his wife, reindeer, was traveling the world delivering presents, and it was beyond um, understanding because he, how was he doing it? And at some point, and I don't know how much the Cold War. Like I said, I'm not a, my you know my history is not great, but I think that was the start of the Cold War. Don't know if that had to do with it. And honestly, I'm not. I don't, I'm not 100% that it did. I'm pretty sure what we'll see is that it, maybe it was something else. But at some point, you know, some people – and I think this has been growing since the Industrial Revolution because it was like, uh, what, you know, as we were able to travel but railroads and stuff, people started saying like, wait a second, they got Santas over there too in Norway – and in Canada, and here in, like, frickin' uh, Memphis, Tennessee. And wait a second, is this guy real? You know, I always believed he was. And, you know, most of these people, some of these people are alive today, and they're going don't, to, I don't know how they got everybody on board for this lie or if it was just, like, something. But so, you know, Santa Claus is real. And people, you know, your great-great-grandparents might have, they're not around anymore to back me up, but they probably would. Under duress from if Santa was with me, and you say, "Well, you want to be on the naughty list," and then because the thing is, I t- you know he'd be like, "You're in the naughty list in the afterlife too." Just so you know, so tell the truth about Santa. But so Santa's working up there. How's he doing it? By magic or energy, um, some sort of ununderstandable, undiscovered energy source or um, power source. Or whatever, I don't know, atoms or some stuff like that, you know, stuff that's beyond the science at the 1950s. Probably still, as far as I can tell, beyond the grasp of science right now. But so Santa, you know, he's doing his thing, boom. At some point, you know, with the uh, global villagization, this was a way, way smaller thing. People are like, wait a second, that guy, you know, was that guy really up in the North Pole and, you know, was he really doing this still? they in these presents? And then they start, you know, different nations. United States, I'll be honest, were the main culprit. But UK, not not the citizens, but, you know, the bigwigs there. And some of the other countries, you know, Axis allies post-World War II, you know, the uh, you know, USSR or whatever it was called at the time. All these people, people are asking questions. But it's mostly, you know, the government people are like, oh, that's just you know, child's play. But when you get these people behind the scenes, these people with the dinero, the money, saying, well, yeah, I got all these friggin' machines. I got to pay these people to work. How's this old guy doing it? They start hiring people. And at first, obviously, if you're going to be doing this kind of thing, you, and, you know, if you have a good list, and a nice listen, and a naughty list, you know human nature. So there's probably a, a variety of security systems and fail-safes that were, like, dissuading people. And we don't have to all night to, like, discuss how they would keep people out of the North Pole, how they'd keep people from Santa. But persistence of these American industrialists in particular, but, again, some of these uh, Soviet types... And some of these colonial types, it was all their dreams as well um, to be like, let's, let's crack this Santa code or whatever the hell they call them, Kringle Cross or whatever the heck, or, you know, Schlush and whatever, you know, whatever you're calling them. Uh, They're like, we got to get to this guy. And so with enough persistence, just like this was going on, I think at the same time as the space race. And who knows, maybe the space race was just to get a view of the North Pole. I don't know anything. You know, they're launching Sputniks and satellites and spy shit. And at the same time, it's like, okay, well, if someone gets, you know, it became with the Cold War, the burgeoning Cold War, a race to get to the North Pole and crack this thing. And finally, you know, some people from all sides are observing, and it got to this frenzy. And... Uh, the, uh, the United States was the one leading the way. And again, this is like some cabal-type situation. And I don't think it's one we've heard about, to be honest with you. I don't think it's like the Bilderbergers or the uh, neo, um, Neocons or the friggin' uh, Lumen, Lumen, Lumens or uh, any of the other ones. The uh, – uh, what is it called? Like the NWO or what – I don't know. It, it was some other group of well, mostly rich guys, but also like self-styled patriots that said. And, and again, I'm not. I, I guess I am judging, but in these guys' minds, they weren't. All, they were. They're probably on the nautilus. Most of them were like permanent nautilus members, but they probably had something in their hearts. They probably got some. But but they were like in their minds, they were protecting themselves, their families, the things they loved. And then, they, you know, they thought they were protecting the nation they loved, and and therefore the people of the United States, and therefore the people of the world. So they weren't villains in their minds; they were just doing what they thought was right. But they throw all these resources at it, and finally, they uh, get some team. Now, at this point, the United States government is involved, uh, according to this, this 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 special that I watched. And, uh, and, and you know, this might be it for this podcast. You know, I'm going out on a limb here. But they go and they, um first they do like containment where they're like, okay, we don't want, you know, obviously we don't know what this colossus is capable of. And so they just surround the North Pole for like a couple of years. And they just observe and Santa knows they're there and they know Santa knows they're there. And he, you know, he's just like, well, and I think I don't again, I don't understand the me- mechanics of the magic, but the closer these they, these guys get, and they had a lot of science types on this thing, and they get a, uh, um, you know, they start observing the energy levels, and even like they get like powerful, talent, and they're like, man, the stuff we're seeing here, and so that's how they get like. Uh, and a pre- one of the presidents, one of the most powerful, you know, I'm not going to name names or anything, but they get, they bring a team of scientists to me with this powerful leader, and they call in other leaders of the world, and they present, the scientists present this argument. Now, that's why I say scientists versus science, because the other thing that was exposed here was like, who are these guys, these scientists weren't working for science, and they weren't working for Santa, they were working for money. They were they were employed. Like some of them, like had, you know, had set ups of foundations and stuff. But they were really working for these guys. That were like, I don't know about this class and how does he get all this power? And I don't know if we're comfortable with this power. And what's you know what else could we be doing with this stuff? Why am I paying a bunch of people to be working here, making crap? And why is this guy giving away free crap? So it's like um, competing interest in more than one way. The Santa Claus and the Christmas joy, um, true Christmas joy, gets in the way of um, the need to fill emptiness with stuff. Like um, like I, I've been doing lately, with a, a purchase of the, an Amazon stick, it hasn't come yet, and then I almost bought something else. But um, so the the North. Back to them so these scientists are are um, the ones they present to the president they seem as president you know you got you other guys like you you know your UK guy German guy you know Soviets you know wh- wh- what we have here is uh and that not only was it the politicians like you had the powerful interests all meeting in secret again this might be where a lot of these conspiracy theories might might be like slightly based in truth but somehow they've they've forgotten the Christmas spirit themselves like all these conspiracists and been so worried about whatever like um the freaking place where they go camping or whatever in Marin County instead of being like what about Santa Claus why you know what well, was he ever real so a lot of uh, smoke and mirror stuff going on but so they, they're like this is like some powerful resource. Uh, this is some powerful untapped resource. This could be used. Like this is beyond nuclear, the nuke stuff that we're working on. And then they said that in front of the Russians, and Russians are like, da, we work, the. And they said, you know, wait a second, we already knew about that. Never mind. This is the podcast guy's history. Um, they said this is so far beyond nuclear power, nuclear weaponry. That we don't know. Uh, if it, one could it be weaponized, two, how much money could we charge you, Mr. President, to for weaponized Christmas Christmas X? They are calling it, or Chris? What are they calling it? I don't know. They had some fancy name for it. And uh, they said, you know, we're, we've been, you know, using our UV, you know, things and our um, seismographs and all that stuff, and freaking X rays and shooting everything up there. And this is really a threat to humanity. And and this president, he was like, well, you know, what is Santa Claus a threat to humanity? What? What? Okay, so he said, give me the, give me the our choices here. And they said, well, one, you just let things keep going, and uh, you know, he just keeps delivering presents. We don't know his agenda. We don't know if he he could be working for no offense, Russians or anybody else, but he's never taken a side that we know, but we don't know anything about this guy. He could even be a ruse. Like they could be controlling things. So it's like a lot of suspicion, but at the same time, everyone's like, whoa, 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 let's, uh, let's just use this as a threat, but let's all keep this, you know, share. So then they are like, okay, well, we're just trying to create, scare the president, you know, scare tactic. Don't bring it up in front of him. And they say, so, you know, we could just let him keep delivering presents. And then at some point he could turn against us or not. We don't know. And he said, okay, well, what's the harm in that? And they're like, well, what the harm is is, you know, we don't really know what he's up to. We don't know, you know, these are little American children and children of the world. And they believe in this guy. And to be honest, he doesn't even come out with any of the, you know, faiths either. I mean, he's related to Christianity, but he's not, you know, he's just not declared for anybody. So just like the nations, we don't know what faith he's for. So we can't trust this guy, you know, as much as it is. And this is a PR job, Mr. President. And he says, okay, well, okay, so option one is let him keep going. And who knows? And they're like, exactly. He goes, well, what's option two? And they're like, option two is, you know, we've, we we'll go to war with the Russians, probably with every country in the world. We'll just fight it out. Whoever get, takes it gets it. And that's it. That determines the fate of the world. And he's like, okay, well, you know, what's the downside of that option? And I'm like, well, it's closer to Russia, it's cold up there, and it's probably going to be a pretty big battle, and, you know, then, you know, it's like a front way up there, things don't always go well, and you you'd be wicked exposed if we have like a bunch of troops up there and we're all fighting, who knows what could happen in the homelands, So no one wants that because, you know, big war, you know, we don't want big wars anymore. You know, with people, we'll, you know, shoot missiles, possibly a threat. We'd just rather threaten each other and make more weapons and not necessarily use them, Mr. President. We want to make weapons, not use them. He's like, okay, okay, so make more weapons. And they're like, no, 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 then we'd be using them. So, oh, don't, okay. He's like, okay, well, yeah, we don't want to use the weapons on each other, right, guys? Not like that, no, not, not, you know, so that kind of stuff. So he said, okay, what's the third option? And he's like, the third option is we go up there, we talk to this guy, you know, we ask, you know, to observe, check things out, see what he's really up to, you know, to, to you know, or bring in a couple teams, you know, and then, you know, see what he's really up to, watch him, learn from him, and, you will know, see if he'll, like, share and I said, well, he's Santa. If he's really Santa, what you think he would share? Well, I would like to think so, but we don't know anything. And he said, well, how would we do a fair with everybody? And he said, well, he's Santa. He'll figure that out, right? Okay, well, okay, so that's an option. What's the other option? They're like, just take it over. Uh, take Santa out. Um, we've got a couple teams designed. We'll just take Santa out, but we'll replace him with parents of the world. And we've got a couple ideas of how to do this we're pretty you know, certain it's gonna be a phase in thing so we'll have to keep his operations or we'll force him to keep delivering presents but at a much lower rate and he goes we'll figure it out but we we think that's you know you know he's like okay so and we install like a puppet government he's like well no no we'll divide up the resources there and um and this is president he wasn't he wasn't uh He was sharp. He said, well, I don't know about this. Like, uh, he goes, oh, you know, okay, well, he goes, they said, you know, just other than that, just give it to the commies, Mr. President, we could all just, you know, start, uh, you know, saluting equality of resources and, you know, no freedom and no joy. And you could be the president on watch when Christmas ended and, uh, you know, we, we turned to the red, United States of redness. He said, "Well, I don't want that." Um, he said, "Well, was anybody talked to this this Kloss guy?" And they said, "No." And he said, uh, "You know, he, there's a bunch of scientists at the meeting." He said, "What do you guys think?" And this one scientist stood up, and this one uh, this one scientist steps up, and she raises her hand and she says, uh, "Mr. President, I have a have an alternative option, and uh, I've run by you know some of the people in this room." And she says, uh, "I think I should go in with my team. I have uh, three other scientists with me." So, well, excuse me, ma'am. I'm, a pleasure to meet you. What's your name? And she said, "Well, I prefer to be just called uh, uh, Miss Scientist, sir. You know, this is a confidential situation." And the president says, "All right, ma'am. Yes, ma'am." And uh, she says, "You know, I have a team of three other scientists." And you know, I, she goes. I'm an astrophysicist. He said, "What's that?" She said, "Don't worry about it. You wouldn't understand. You know, I can't explain it. Where you know, we've got like half the United Nations here." And she said, "I also have a, a negotiator. You know, a scientist, psycho. You know, knowledger. And she goes, "I also have uh, you know, people that study cultures of the world, like a you um, know anthropologist." Well, and then she goes. I have this guy that's a theoretical physicist, and we'll go there. We'll talk to. The, we'll just talk to this uh, Santa Claus, because she said, you know, she's like, what if this, uh, you know, what if this energy, what if he can keep doing what he's doing, and, and we can keep the energy safe for one day the world needs his help, like for the whole future of humanity of all time, not just the present moment, because there's a lot of things going on, and you know, what if. There's some war, a nuclear war, and he has the power to un. You know, she, she goes, I think we just need to keep the Santa, and, and you know, if we need the energy, and the president, like, okay, well, let me see, Sam, and it just happened that right before she got up, a team of reporters had come in, and he goes, well, I let, he goes, let's, uh, how soon can you get to the North Pole? So they, he sends the scientists. Uh, whose name, by the way, her first name, I can't say any last names, but it was Roberta, uh, sends Roberta and her team, you know, I, I, because I, I can't tell you how I know her first name, but sends her and her team up to the North Pole to, you know, uh, Christmas Town. I, I think they were calling it the Outsiders. Now, as soon as the scientists leave and the Russians and everybody else leaves, the president goes, easy, he's like, so what's the real plan, guys? And they say, Well, we're glad you asked. And so the scientists are gonna get in the way of this. And they say they say, Well, we got this, uh, we got this uh, incident we're gonna trigger on the border of China and India that'll bring the Russians in. It'll start a, you know, regional war there. But it's gonna pull the Russians in and you know, between the Chinese and the Indian armies and the Russian army, this conflict, you know, will distract Europe. We'll go in. We'll secure christmas town we will uh you know we'll, we're we're planning on do, doing the best we can to store this energy source and remove it and we'll bring it back to the united states and we don't have to worry about a war on the northern front up there and you know we're sure that we can do it otherwise we'll cap the energy we'll hide it we'll remove all traces and we'll you know we we have a couple other plans mr president and so what do you but you know what about the sense we're going to as soon as you know we're gonna launch this attack, you know right away. Where we're gonna disable them. We have this new weaponry, some sort of X-ray or something. And then we're gonna shut everything down. We'll go into Christmas Town. We have people. You know we have like a so the Russian observers and them don't know. We're gonna go in in the dark night. We got a Santa Claus type guy, Mrs. Claus. We've got we've have fired actors. And we're gonna go in and snack it. The next morning, everyone's gonna to go to work. We've been watching these videos. We've been training. We have a whole Christmas town uh, set up, you know, one of the CIA, you know, secret bases we have. And we've been doing working on this plan for years, Mr. President. He's like, years? How come I didn't know about it until just you know recently? I said, so, well, we're ready to implement. He said, all right. Well, so meanwhile, so she's like, okay, I guess that's what we're doing. And meanwhile, the scientists are up there and uh, they get up there, Roberta and her team, and they just start trudging through through across this like, I guess it's not the Arctic because the Arctic's in the south, right? Or that's Antarctic. I don't know, some freaking ice plain, because they had figured out like most of the defenses in the North Pole were some sort of passive resistance forces, mental confusion forces. But so they get up there and they, um, you know, so they have a sense, Roberta has a sense that this is not going to go well. And so I think she might have even known what uh, the plan was. And she says, you know, she goes, Santa, you know, she goes, Santa, let us in, Santa, come out. Now, another thing about Roberta, she was two years on the Nautilus, that's it, her whole life, which is pretty good. And she learned a lot. That was like, I think she was, I don't know how old you are in fifth and sixth grade. Those were her years on the naughty list. She had stuff going on at home, uh, you know, stuff, big stuff, sick sick illness, family illnesses, losses and stuff. So, you know, she was, and she learned from those experiences, become one of the greatest scientists you'll never hear of till tonight and become, you know, another, unfortunately, a dark, like, dark, embarrassing moment in American history uh, or American rumor and uh, innuendo. But so they get up to the North Pole. They say, you know, can you let us stand across? And so he says, uh, you know, uh, she checks. And the other scientists had mostly been on the good list, too. And, you know, he said they were kind of brainiac types, not like Roberta had some people's skills, even the negotiator. He was more good at, like, observing and so he lets them in and she says, uh, he says, ah, oh, Roberta, you've been a good girl this year. And she says, I'm a woman, Santa. And he goes, I know. He goes, but he, he goes, doesn't that make you feel good a little bit on one level? She goes, you know what I have to deal with? It's a freaking 1950s, you know, Santa. He goes, I apologize, Roberta. Uh, you know, I understand. I mean to disrespect you. I've been proud of you, of all you, you know, all you've had to overcome. Uh, as a woman, as a human, you know, as a, just as a human being. And he goes, you know, you seem nervous. Why are you here? And she said, well, I'm here to negotiate some equal, you know, they want to shut you down. They want to, you know, div- divvy up your stuff. And he goes, yeah, I know. He goes, I know all about it. You know, he's like, they've been naughty listed. You know, most of these people have been on them their whole lives or they're mad about it. And then they did good and their heart was broken. And, he goes, I got, he goes, I can't go into every story. He goes, but there, there's some good in these guys. And she goes, I don't know, Santa. And she goes, so we're thinking about, you know, slowly, they want to slowly tail you off. And then, you know, but, you know, if you can give some pitch of how you won't be taken over by any countries or religions, except for the one, you know, they, he goes, Roberta, I can't control what's going to happen. He goes, they have to make their choices and they have to live with their choices. And she goes, Santa, that's not... She goes, I don't even understand. I want to get a look at all this energy source. And he goes, the energy's... Roberta, come on, you know where the energy is. He points at her heart. And then Santa goes, and a tear rolls down his cheek. And this was like, you know, the freaking Norman Rockwell Santa, I think. I'm not sure if that was the 1950s, but... Uh, and Roberta takes a breath, and she goes, you know, Santa... Um, yeah, I've I've been, I've been thinking. My gut's been telling me that I can't trust these people, even when I'm thinking about their evil schemes. And she's like, I don't know. We ran up by the guys, and we're trying to think the worst case scenario is that they would try to sneak in here, take over the North Pole, start some war, you know, you know, a distracting war or two, and take things over on the North Pole and seize it. And she's like, and then she's like, I don't know. He goes, well, that's not good, Roberta, because, uh, because the power here is not, he goes, I'm not, you know, I'm not 100% human. He goes, I'm not, because I'm different. You know, that's why I'm Santa Claus. I was human once, but no more. And I can't really explain it to you, Roberta, except in these terms. Like, think, I think what that was saw in me to become Santa Claus, I see in you, Roberta. She's like, "Well, Santa, you're not listening to me. They're going to strike here. I got a bad feeling." You know, I was actually going through some of the files, and they had hired all these actors, and and she's like, "I'm pretty sure they had a training camp for elves and Mrs. Clauses and Santas." And he's like, "I know." He goes, "They're going to make their choice, but he That 'That doesn't let render us. That doesn't render us powerless, Roberta.'" He goes, "One day." You know you're gonna be Mrs. Claus, and then she goes, "With no offense, but he's like, no, 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 no. I you know one. He says, one day, Roberta, you, you might be Miss Claus." She's like, "I don't know what that means," but he's like, "Okay, well, let's let's take one thing at a time." And he said, "What we'll do is uh, we'll we'll shut down the North Pole, and uh." You know, we'll start to close things up, and he goes, "I, you know, he goes, we got uh, underground bunkers that are undetectable under the ice." He's like, "I got plenty of stuff." He's like, "This power source is it beyond your understanding," and that's, and then he goes, "I know you understand more than ninety nine point nine 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 percent," and she goes, "I had about, you know, to the tenth power," and he goes, "I know, Robert, I'm kidding you," and so he says, "The only thing is like." uh we need some kind of distraction too, and Roberta says, "Okay, well let me talk to the guys." Now, what Roberta didn't realize that Santa's like, "Okay, well I'm going to go start the operation." Now, what Roberta realize one of the three other scientists was a uh, was a you know double. Eight, I don't know if scientists are agents, but he was like a double crosser type. Um, so, Roberta, when she went to back to find the guys, they were gone, and this other guy had led them the other two guys, to this candy shack that was, like, on the edge of, uh I, I don't know, like the edge of Christmas town, and he had had a transceiver because they didn't trust the government. Of course, didn't trust Roberta. So he, like, triggered this thing, and R- Roberta, like, went, and she was like, oh, a candy shack. And she was like, "Wow." Well, I, I was looking, she noticed something. She was like, wait a second. She looked in, and the guy had the transceiver, and he was explaining to the other two guys, he's like, don't worry, boys. He's like, science be damned. He goes, we're scientists. We don't don't need to be ruled by science. He goes, we rule. He goes, this is science. We're going to rule here. Or something, you know, crazy talk. She hears this. She's like, oh, no, I got to tell Santa. We got to move now. So Roberta runs back. She saves. I can't tell you because her heroism was unbelievable. She's getting rousing elves out of bed. They're like, who are you? She's like, don't worry about it. She rides Rudolph, tons of cool stuff, wicked cool stuff. But she saves, she gets all Santa's people. Now meanwhile, these three guys are in the Candy Shack, thinking they're going to be the next big thing, and they're like, "Roberta, you know, she blah blah blah." They're talking mean about her, and they're like, "Why isn't she back?" And then they realize they're in a Candy Shack, and not only is the shack made of candy, but it's full of candy. So these two, two of these guys, the non-double cross guys that got talked into it. They find all those freaking um like rock candy building kits where you can make rock candy mounds, rock candy castles. So they're like like how long until the uh, the strike comes where they come and save us and we take over the North Pole and they're like yeah, you guys are like I don't know, like can we got time to whip up some rock candy? We're gonna have a rock candy war here and the guy's are like, Go ahead and you you know, you guys do what you want. So these guys start building all these rock candy with these rock candy building kits, which, of course, another downside of this story is that those were lost forever, rock candy building kits. Now, you know, another piece of Christmas lore lost. And then this other guy, he he was kind of like anti-candy. He was kind of a, uh, you know, uh, whatever, boring dude. But then he sees this jar of... Uh, um. What, what you 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 like uh what are those called jawbreakers now these weren't everlasting god stoppers you know obviously it's a dream that uh, you know scientists are probably, you know they're probably like one of these guys might have been like if we can get into that whatever's power in the North Pole maybe we could finally crack the everlasting god stopper code but anyway these guys this guy he's the kind of person and I don't again I don't want to you know I don't want to hate on anybody but he starts He's like, well, I guess I gotta eat some jawbreakers. But he's the kind of guy who has such low patience that he only sucks on the jawbreaker through the first phase, and then when it gets to the whitish-grayish phase, he was spinning them out, and uh, he, and he was spinning them all in the snow in the front. You know, it's just like he's littering too, and he, he's just going through these jawbreakers. They're like kind of like this grayish thing, especially when you spin them in the snow, and it's like. The other two guys are building these rock candy mountains. Now, meanwhile, this is like a security force. I don't know if it was this U.S. CIA, FBI. I don't know. Maybe some other Mounties. I don't think it was Mounties because, you know, they probably have, you know, consciences. But so, meanwhile, Roberta, Santa, Mrs. Claus, everybody, you know, freaking, probably the people, some other people, maybe Frosty. I don't know everything. And again, it's innuendo. They're saving, they're going into this underground situation, bunker situation. um, Obviously, intelligence did not know about, uh, hopefully. And then these, so the U.S. soldiers or whoever, supposedly, okay, don't assassinate me. um, They shoot these freaking strange X-ray beams at the North Pole. Now, everyone's already gone there except for these three scientists So this candy shack gets irradiated by some untested weaponry. And uh, it, like, turns these guys into, like, like the two guys playing at the Candy Mountains. They get fused with rock candy. And, like, you know, just, like, straight out of a superhero movie. Like, when it first happens, you can see the skeleton. And it looks, like, shocking lightning. And then you see, like, flashing. And then rock candy, like getting sucked onto their, and like, you know, like a transformation, they become these rock candy humanoids. And those are the same guys, right, I ran into, that were playing with the ducks. These guys became rock candy humanoids. And the other guy that was spitting out these uh, unfinished, because he didn't know there was a tart candy center to these, or maybe just didn't have the patience to find out, he gets fused with spit it out, um, Jawbreakers and they just become his in a less cool way. He just becomes like this gray, it like sucks all the color out of him. So he just becomes this kind of gray, color, colorless science dude, like boring. And immediately these guys realize that they're on the wrong side of this. They're like, wait a second, we just double across Santa and uh, their spirits are broken. They realize... I mean, it takes them a couple of years of soul-searching, but they realize the government's not going to be out because then the government sends in these force of... Uh, uh What do you call it? The power goes down, pitch dark. I mean, these guys are getting adjusted to their new lives. All these actors or hired people come in, and they realize that uh, everything's gone. I mean, there's, like, buildings left, but that's it. And... uh you Know their plan had been to like hold to Christmas town until they got this war started, and then they're like, Holy crap! Like, you know, what's he What the heck? And uh, the, the, no trace Santa Claus, Roberta, Mrs. Claus, the, all the North Pole's gone without a trace, and very quickly, the Russians, the Soviets, the um, the communists, the uh, um. Whatever, whoever other groups, you know, industrialists, everyone catches word that the, this thing went sour and then everything vanished. So, no, there's no war erupts because everyone's like, wait a minute, you know, it's gone. We didn't hide it. And internally, and, in, you know, as far as like from a diplomatic standpoint, very embarrassing for the United States on multiple levels, you know, because we're double crossing. I don't know. It was just not good, but we didn't get anything out of it. So, it was like, um, you know, there was no retaliation to just like, okay, we just dropped a couple of steam levels. And then immediately even, the you know, all nations of the world realized, okay, well, we've got a problem on our hands now because we got no Santa Claus. You know, we're still going to have to implement this Christmas takeover plan anyway and cycle down, you know, the free presents and the purchasing of presents is going to have to cycle up. And again, I, this isn't what this podcast is about. I don't know anything about how they did that. That's probably that's the antithesis of who I am. Okay, is uh, making up stories about Christmas that aren't true to uh, placate people. You know, that's not what I do here at all. So that goes against every fiber of my being. Would be you know explaining a story backstory about Christmas that's just false. So I'm not going to do that about, you know, how they pulled that off. Now, meanwhile, I know you're all very intelligent people, probably asleep. But if you're not, or you're re-listening this, or you're working for some listening post, hello. uh, Hope i help you fall asleep anyway. Peace and love or whatever. Um, You're probably asking yourself, well, what happened to Santa Claus? What happened to Mrs. Claus? What happened to this lovely scientist, Roberta? You know a person of science like a true scientist and you know they went into the underground they went underground literally and figuratively to disappear from the world uh, to go into hiding to protect whatever uh, theoretical physic I don't know but now a couple things I've gotten is that is the real good news I mean super good news and again maybe controversy is i don't understand the lineage stuff but as santa predicted as i hinted at very poorly and fumbled with is that roberta like at some point became santa, santa claus so she became miss claus and i don't know if santa's i don't know if santa's gender neutral or not but um this is what i'm telling you tonight in all honesty is that 2015 is going to be the year Santa Claus returns. Roberta Claus. um, And she, I have a feeling that the returns of the world by Santa Claus, by Roberta, who saved, not only did she save Christmas in some, she preserved Christmas in some sense, she also, like, is a tireless proponent of science. So she's been working with whatever kind of stuff they got. If they can make toys, who knows what kind of gizmos they've been working on. They definitely have an internet connection, I'm sure. Maybe. I don't know. I haven't been. I'd love for an invite, Roberta, if you're listening. Miss Kloss, um, I'm sure. Um, there's probably... And, and 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 think about it for, for for the people of the world to say this is someone... Who made mistakes. They were on the naughty list twice, and now they are Santa Claus, and it's a woman, which is like, uh, a lot of people might be like, whoa, 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 wait a second, isn't that Mrs. Claus, Santa's wife? No. First of all, this is a woman that saved Christmas, so show her some friggin' respect, okay? She she went up against the president, the freaking Soviets, the, her, her co-workers. She risked everything. Um, not just to save science, but to save the world from whatever power source this is. But, you know, the people in this story, other than Roberta and Santa Claus, were nincompoops or or people that thought they were well-intentioned but weren't. So if the power would ever get into their hands, we wouldn't be living in the world we're living in today. We'd probably be living in some world where everything was driven by what, you know, you know, do this faster, faster, why, you know, reaction, why'd you just do that to me? Who do you think you are? Some fast-paced world where we're just trying to keep our heads up. Or it might be some world where it's just like everything's equal and everything's boring. Or maybe like some sort of, you know, who knows what could happen. I don't know. I don't write fan fiction. I don't write made-up stories. I don't rewrite history. Tell it like it is when I'm in a fake. Uh, no, no. Tell it like it is when I'm talking to a bush out on the transverse plane in the metaverse, okay? So um, that's the good news. Probably Santa Claus or whatever the proper, whatever Roberta decides to go as. I think it's Santa Claus. I mean, why would it be anything else? Um, I don't know. I, I guess I haven't I haven't have met Roberta. This is all based on this movie I was watching. It was a Christmas special called Santa versus Scientists. Um misleading title I guess. I mean like the scientists that saved Santa versus scientists. I don't know, but I'm looking forward to seeing what Roberta I mean, like think about global warming, you know, hatred. Uh uh you know violence, poverty, hunger uh, col- you know coldness, drought uh monsoons uh you know frigid temperatures, hot temperatures, disease, you know, I think all the stuff that uh, could change I mean I don't know what the rules are, I'm sure there's some sort of uh ethical line. That they probably was being part of Santa. I mean, Santa's not a god. I don't know. This is stuff beyond my pay grade, folks. But that's it. That's the news. Big news. Well, big rumor. Big innuendo. Small. I guess small. Because I I don't have a confirmation that 2015 is going to be the return of Santa. But I do know that when I started this story, there was an implicit agreement that Santa Claus did exist prior to 1950 and that he doesn't exist right now and that we live in a world where Santa w- left and now we know the truth. Santa was saved by a scientist named Roberta at the hands of a possible takeover. I don't even know what a banana republic is or but some sort of puppet, puppet government type situation. Bay of Pigs for sure uh possibly some of those other things. I don't know if it's a, a Potankin or a Gulf of Tonkin situation, but you know, battleship, a uh, Mayflower, remember the Bismarck for sure, uh, type stuff. So um remember Roberta is all I gotta say. And you won't be able to forget her if if you know, this is just groundbreakingly really strange but, yes, yeah, that's the thing, okay? So I'm glad you're here. I'm glad you listened. I hope I didn't rock your world too hard with this, you know, because there was a lot of uh, dull parts, and that's the point, okay? Is that uh, even, you know, uh, having Santa taken and returned, but he was never gone, but and now he's a she, and yeah, I don't understand the lineage. Like well, you were saying, why well, is there one Santa? Well, How's that? I don't know. Don't worry about it. It's okay. Because the next year, we'll, we'll have the answers. Next year, 2015, Santa returns. Count, count, count on it. But don't stay up too late to count on it. 20, you know, 20. Don't hold me to it. But you know, so don't count on it. Just um, and don't plan on it. Think about it, maybe or wonder about it. All right. Good night. Okay, I want to sneak some thank yous and goodnights for iTunes reviews in the end of this episode. So I want to say goodnight to Phil Wah, 22, from the UK, uh, who says, Awesome, Nuff said, it does what it says in the title. Helps Phil sleep every night. Uh, Thanks, Phil. And then Almu Alcant. Almu Alcant, that's lovely. Uh, From Spain. Peculiar, but works. Podcast is awesome. Worth giving a try. Nicolar. I think I mean, it sounds like I've thanked Nicolar before. But maybe just because I love saying Nicolar, because it reminds me of Ricola, but Nicolar says it's a lifesaver. Wonderful and calming. You're wonderful, Nicolar. SLE4, better than Ambien. Thanks, SLE. Uh, Sincerely, Brit Year. Sincerely, Brit. Here, Mrs. Z's monotone voice makes it exhausting to listen. Weirdly enough, favorite podcast. Thank you. L L C K sleep, honey. Oh boy, that's a that's a that's a mouthful. Mouthful of sleep, honey. You know you hear to say, what does that mean, Scooter? It sounds dirty. No, no sleep, honey. It's honey I make while you sleep, my dear. It sounds even dirtier. No, no, no. I have a bee really. Or what well, my neighbor does, I just take the honey from it while they're asleep, too. That's why I go to Sleep Honey, because I steal it while they're asleep. Sleep Honey. But LCK L- Sleep Honey says, uh, Alice in Wonderland, a sleep podcast. And it feels dreamlike, bit, and before you know it, you'll dream dream like be dreaming yourself. And then LCK Sleep honey's from the great uh, Great Britain, too. Thank you. Uh G pick nineteen says uh thank you so much incredibly unique thank you G pick and doesn't know well, uh, don't worry about our absence we'll be here uh Viggi Digi I wonder if that's one of Vin Diesel's brain bots uh Vigidizzy, dizzy Viggi Digi uh awesomely addictive uh mermaid Hunter says we're bad one star from mermaid Hunter uh, uh stoned and confused. Well confused part. You are perceptive though. So yeah. Uh Godgirl 5. Uh, uh, wow, God five. I wanna wow, Godgirl five. I wanna remember that there was a movie with uh, George Burns. I wonder if this is the star of that movie. So helpful. Uh lives up to its mission, never fails. Thank you, Godgirl five. Uh, Green Green Grenelbro Grenelbow. Grenelbow Thank you for... Are you related to Grendel? Just wondering, just wondering. Cause you, and you have a bow, you know. But a long, semi-long-time listener. Usually can't fall asleep till midnight. Cyclical insomnia. Uh, the stories might be too entertaining for sleep, but sometimes they devolve into rambliness that forces them to sleep almost... And they love the warbly, I'm doing this in a closet. Well, I'm, I am literally am doing this in a closet. About a four-by-four four space I have here. A little bit like Mark Ruffalo. Thank you. And they wake up and is talking about weird stuff. That's perfect. Thank you. But if you talk to Grendel's, you know, don't say I said anything bad because I didn't. You know, like, I, I like Grendel's a good podcast word, Grendel. Uh, Julia Bet, you bet. Julia says it's uh, just as described. Uh, uh, funny, quirky, and boring. Thank you, Julia Bet. Larry, Larry M from Australia. Used to used to have a drink. Now he has a drink of my madness. Thanks, Larry. Loves it. Uh, Dusty pickle stick. Now that is dirty. Uh, that is dirty. Dusty pickle stick. Uh, sounds dirty, at least to me. Uh, says Donk Scooter. Oh, I recall. A review from Dusty Pickle Stick and all. Thanking me for my podcast theme. But you don't have one. Well, put your... I'm gonna put your buns to sleep. They can't compete with my boring beats. Don Cushane. I go right to sleep right away because Scooter's making them laugh. Thanks, Dusty. Uh, Dusty Dave Dicey Dave does not like us from the UK at all He says we're absolute dog shite Uh, Worst possible narrator Maybe he was talking about uh, Maybe he's not talking about me He might be talking about germ And he he didn't realize that You know what that germ was narrating That maybe he just listened to those So I could understand where he's coming from That germ He drove Dicey Dave insane Uh, CT. On Black Friday, who came in? CT on Black Friday came in before Black Friday. Say it's a great podcast from the future, or the distant past. Uh, CT, thank you. Uh, Shan Shan fifty five from Canada. Shan Shan fifty five says uh, this works perfect way to sit. don't dread bedtime. That's my goal. Thank you. Uh, theatrical M helps them sleep like a baby. Thank you, Theatrical M. Uh, PEI Canada Matt from Canada. It works for jet lag, too. On long-haul trips where uh, PEI Canada Matt can't get to sleep till 3 a.m. or wakes up at 3 a.m. and I can help you go back to sleep. That's my dream. Uh, then we have a Hazel Bellhop. It was, that, that sounds like a character. You know, hazel Bellhop. Uh, thank you for your sleep. You're welcome. They worked a the night shift for 13 years. They used blackout curtains, white noise, and finally they get some sleep. And Hazel uh, Hazel see, sees Mark Marin when he, they hear my voice. Well, that's, that's good. That's good. I mean, I mean to be associated with Mark is an honor. And uh, it was funny because it shouldn't be a time for a pointless tangent, but I saw Mark before I heard Mark's voice. Or maybe I heard his voice, but it was at a distance, and you know, if not in my ears, the podcasting years. So it was very disorienting when I heard his voice. i said, well, geez, I don't know if this matches up for me. It, it did eventually. Uh, but but I said, wait a second, uh, I guess I was expecting him to sound like that actor that he looks so much like, whose name I can't think of right now. Uh, the wonderful character actor from shows like Deadwood. Yeah, but I can't think of his name. And then tim 22 says it works. I'm trying to listen to an on and off and never failed. tim 22 Thank you, Tim. Uh, Tin Man Mike from the US of A works for Tin Man Mike. And Mike's nice, I know that. We'll talk about this brain bot annoyed 27 37 47 47 84. Now, that's a and this is a four five star review, so this is definitely a brain bot. We've you know, this is a high level brain bot brain bat annoyed 27 37 47 47 48, 48, 84. Uh, and their human muscle of the podcast Coworker recommended it they said sleep with me she said i'm sorry what and then she said oh no it's a podcast and she said it was awkward because her husband was standing there this is funny stuff and uh, annoyed as a human uh, says they, they had midterms and and they recommended to their yoga students wow i have been feeling looser lately so maybe that's why uh, google girl Uh, Better than fabulous, effective sleep aid. Uh, Wow, Google you, Google girl. Googly goo. Google girl is a good, that's alliteration and it's nice sounding. Google girl. Then we have uh, MPLS Minx, MPLS Minx, who says A quadruple plus. It works. And the title says it all. Thank you. Corey D.R., a Total Convert broke their bad habit of sleeping under the TV on. Thank you, Corey. Uh, queen Glass, the queen of glass, finally. I'll be, you know, my pain problems will be over with the queen of glass. Uh, it says we're unbelievably infective. Fall asleep quicker than ever. Thank you. It says it's crazy how fast they fall asleep. And it's the first drug herb-free thing that's worked well. That's great because I want you... You know, especially if you're ruling over glass, you know, the, the glass, all those sheets are going to need me, you know, need you. If I keep you well rested, you'll be a better leader. So that's great. Uh, I'm a good influence. Oh, I'm a good influence. This is about best podcast they never finished. They stumbled on it while trying to get a, a healthier sleep habits. And they being in deep restful sleep and they're hooked. Great. Thank you. Then we got, I'm sorry, I'm looking at this on the phone, so it's hard for me to see. Oh, lost at C93. That rhymes. Lost at C93. It's a long one. I'll read it, though, because it's ear masks, earplugs, face masks, fans, blankets, no blankets, pillows, better pillows, couch, bed, back to couch, back to bed, face the other way in the bed, window open, window closed, melatonin, Zeke Will, Valerian root, doesn't matter, couldn't stay asleep or get to sleep they stumbled on this by complete accident and It's changed their relationship with sleep it wasn't recently they realized oh i used to have sleep problems instead of i do seriously besides the obvious benefits of going to sleep this has helped with the attitude waking up refreshed relationship not cranky work alert being able to turn off the uh, health they're working out holy moly and honestly just about to thank you well, thank you for for using the work of the podcast to the fullest. Wow, it's my honor. Thank you. Wow. Um, Echo Barley Sheath, is that dirty or not? I don't know, but uh, they laugh until they crash. It sounds like a code name. Like, was that in uh, Top Gun Two, the one that never came out? Echo, yes, yeah, is Barley Sheath. We got some bogeys coming in here. Uh, Barley Sheaf, you're on a crop duster. Yeah, but I'm the crop dusting kid that's going to be fighting bogeys one day. I uh, no you're not. Uh, okay, this is Echo Barley Sheaf. Please leave me alone. But Echo Barley Sheaf isn't entertained and they keep feeling like it won't work, but it does. Thank you. And then we have Well Rested 2812, the best. Impressed. They don't always have trouble falling asleep, but they travel a lot and they use it. They didn't think it was going to work because I'm such a goofball. but lo and behold, they fall asleep. Well, thank you. And thanks all of you. And thank you for my delay in catching up on these thank yous. All right. Good.